Uh, listen in, take one. Dear daughter, a prom dress is not a suitable interview outfit. Unless you are interviewing at a prom dress store, in which case it might be, or for a fashion designer. I don't think there's such thing as a prom dress store. <laughs> I mean, sure, David's bridal with prom dress section? I don't know. Dear daughter, I never want you to think I am making you do something out of my own selfishness. I want the best for you, but I'm scared to show you and appear weak. Mm. I think that's something that I only figured out how to process when I was an adult. Was the my dad wanted the best for me and wasn't just making me do something. And he could Dear daughter, I know you like Justin Bieber. It's okay. <laughs> he really is great. He's kind of a pop star for everyone. Yeah, even I enjoyed um, car karaoke with him. <laughs> oh, man. Dear daughter, I know that your ringtone for me is American Horror Story. I'm not that out of touch with popular culture. It's nothing personal. It's kind of funny for my friends and I to make a joke about that. Yeah, I, I guess I get that, but having never seen American Horror Story, it just makes me, I don't know, it makes me think that you feel differently about me than I want you to feel. Yeah, that's the thing about the ringtone. Like, it's not, it's insulting, but you're never supposed to know. <laughs> like That's true. <laughs> I don't well, know why you know that's your ringtone. Point of... <laughs> Point of honesty, my ringtone for you is a barking dog. <laughs> Dear daughter, I worry about you every day. Ugh. I worry about myself too, but I also worry about you every day. Thank you. Dear daughter, this is my confession. I'm terrified that boys your age are probably just like they were when I was that age. Oh boy. They probably are. Dear daughter, what troubles me the most is you asking me a question that I did not know how to answer. So on the one hand, like I feel like I wouldn't know because you'd probably just make the answer up. But on the other hand, it's like, and it means I'm growing and getting smarter, and it means it's something we can learn together. But I could see that that could be a fear for, like, the ultimate teacher, the parent, to get a question that they don't know how to answer. Yeah, there's actually a lot of those questions that we don't know how to answer. But one thing you'll learn, hopefully, maybe, as a parent or as an adult, is you just have to make shit up a lot. Of yeah. <laughs> It's true. I make shit up to my granddogs or my uh, my dogs all the time. Dear father, all those times I said I was going to Hannah's, well, I was at Tim's. I knew that. <laughs> I really did, but I didn't know how to bring it up, and it gets back to what we were talking about earlier—that discussion that we, I wanted to have, but you didn't want to have. So I didn't know how to I didn't know how to broach that subject. It's always difficult. And but I knew you were doing that. Yeah, it also gets back to you were the Tim at some point in someone's life. Oh, maybe. This is why we don't want to tell you because <laughs> we're afraid you would know exactly what Tim was up to. Yeah, yeah. We did we do know. <laughs> Dear father, I am a democrat. Well, I mean, that's better than being a Republican. I might prefer that you be a progressive. You know, there isn't that much difference these days between Democrats and Republicans. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Father, I know what sex is. We do not have to have a weird convo about it. 
It doesn't have to be weird. <laughs> it will always be weird. You have to understand that parents, even though they, when their parents tried to talk to them about sex, we didn't want to talk about it either, but we feel, we feel compelled to try to explain it, even though we don't even understand it ourselves. <laughs> I feel like you are compelled to make it weird as payback <laughs> for it being weird for you. Yeah, well, sometimes sex is weird. <laughs> Dear Father, this is my confession. I love you even though you abandoned me. I'm, I'm sorry. I, at the time, I wasn't able to deal with my emotions very well. I wasn't intending to abandon you. I didn't feel as though I abandoned you, but I must have. I'm so sorry. Dear Father, I know that I will always be Daddy's little girl, but at some point you're going to have to realize that I'm a woman. I'm 27 years old now, not a virgin. I've done some pretty crazy things. So please keep your cool when I tell you that I have no desire to get married and have kids. Grandpuppies are the most you're going to get out of me. Sorry to disappoint you, but I'm about me time right now. Love you more than you can fathom. Well... It's a good thing I'm a dog person, I guess. <laughs> um, I never really thought of myself as being a grandparent, so that doesn't bother me so much. Um, yeah, I know you're a woman. It's that is as a that's sometimes hard for us to kind of um, understand as a parent that our kids grow up to be adults, even though I see you as an adult now. Um, so, yeah, you'll have to try to understand that it's there's some things about seeing you now as a grown woman with your own ideas and knowledge and way in the world that I, it's awesome to see, but also kind of um, frightening at the same time, a little bit out of my control. And I think maybe that's part of um, why I tend to overreact at times. Dear Father, thanks for being a mom, too. You're welcome. Dear Father, thanks for raising us, even if it was you, me, and the dog. We had a good time. It was fun. <laughs> Dear Father, the inheritance emails that you keep getting are fake. It's a scam, Dad. Does that mean that those emails I got from the Nigerians were also fake? It does. <laughs> but, I mean, that's my that's how I'm planning for the future. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to to have uh, to have to tell somebody it's a scam. Like, I, I think it's deeper than that. I want to trust people. Yeah, I think it's deeper. I think it's. You must be getting old. Oh, are you sure? No, I don't feel old. Dear Father, WTF doesn't mean, wow, that's fantastic. I don't have the heart to tell you what it actually means. It's too cute. I'm pretty sure it means, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I tried to get us on Ellen, but didn't. I'll try again. Thank you. I would love to be on Ellen and dance in the aisles. <laughs> She's hilarious. Um, yeah, maybe I wasn't thinking that we were going to be dancing in the aisles, but it would still be fun, I guess. I guess uh, it depends on what we talk about. Uh, yeah, unless you were putting me on Ellen to do some kind of Maury Povich. Oh, that's a different true show. True reveal. <laughs> okay, so now, yeah, Ellen, that is a different show. Yeah. Yeah, good call. <laughs> Dear Father, why did you dump the dog out in the country alone? Was that the best you could do? Yeah, that, was, that wasn't good. I don't know why I did that. Um, you know, I should have taken that to, uh, I don't know. That was that's one of life's biggest regrets I think I have doing that. Um, yeah, I'm, that was bad. Dear Daughter, I was too intense but I was always loving and caring. 
it took me a long time to figure out what was intense and what was loving and caring, but I'd rather have intense than flat. So I appreciate it. Dear Father, why do I feel like I'll never be good enough? Oh, come on. We all feel that way. We're never good enough, and we are and we are good enough, but, you know, it's my job to sort of make you feel not that way, but it's hard to do that because, actually, my parents made me feel that way, and it, it's something that's really difficult to overcome. But, yeah, your parents aren't always good at that and helping you understand that you're good enough. They should be, but they're not. Dear daughter, I really don't like midgets. Oh my god. Uh, well, I guess this is a safe place <laughs> to admit things like that, but it's a, that's an odd confession. I don't, I don't feel like you should really dislike anybody because of the way they were born, but I don't know. Maybe this is admitting this is like your first uh, step to accepting that that's not okay. It might have something to do with clowns. <laughs> <laughs> like midget clowns as a childhood. I might have been traumatized. I'm not sure. Well, first, I think it's little people. <laughs> and they're people too, so we have to love them. Dear Father, I no longer enjoy being around you because your views of the world have become too black and white. Too black and white. Well, I don't really know how to... Like, nobody's views are too black and white. Even people who... I mean, I kind of get that, but I'm not really like that. I mean, actually, I don't believe anything is black and white. That doesn't make sense to me. I'm sorry you feel that way, but... Um, in fact, you saying that your views are too black and white, isn't that in, a, in and of itself like an example of somebody whose views are too black and white? So I think we need to really talk more about that. Dear daughter, from whence does your beauty spring? Oh, my. My genes, I think. <laughs> no, that's, I, I might be pushing it a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I'll take it as a compliment. I suppose my inner, my inner knowledge, my wisdom, my genes, my upbringing. Combination of the above. Dear father, why didn't you do something? Why did you laugh when I told you what Uncle Joe did out by the barn? Well, I, I didn't really know what you were talking about at first, and I'm not exactly sure what you expected me to do, but yeah, in retrospect, I should have I said something. I mean, the guy's always been an asshole. I'll give you that. Uh, and we really should stand up for what we believe in. But, you know... You could have said something. Dear daughter, have I fulfilled your plan? My plan? I don't know that I really had a plan, but I do feel our relationship fulfills my expectations, so yes. Yeah, you've fulfilled my plan. Dear father, why were you not protecting me from my mother's sexual abuse? You were a doctor. You were never there for me, were you? Oh, uh, I, you know, I guess I wasn't there for you. I didn't know. Well, there's no excuse for that. Honestly, there is no excuse. Like, I should have known. I think when those things happen, you're in denial, and you don't know how to process it, but... Um, you know, it makes me as guilty as she was. Dear daughter, I love you more than anything on this earth. Thank you. I love you more than anything on this earth. Hi, Dad. This is my confession. I've been working my entire life to earn your approval. On the one hand, I guess I owe you for motivating me to succeed. On the other hand, I wish your approval hadn't been missing from my life in the first place. 
Oh, I, I always approve of what you do. I mean, I don't think I showed it in the way that maybe you've expected me or the way that I should have done it, but, you know, I, I think you're amazing. I I think what you've done is amazing. Yeah, it's probably a bit of a taskmaster, but um, I think it comes from the way that I was raised. So, And I actually never felt like my parents always approved of what I did, but um, I'll try to do better. I mean, I suppose it's... I do thank you for the motivation, even though sometimes it's awkward. I, it's motivation. Dear daughter, I'm bi, but I'm scared you'll reject me for that. I'd cut you out entirely if I could. Whoa. Well, first of all, I'm sorry if you think that I would ever cut you out because of your sexual preference. Because, for one, you did not raise me to be like that, so I would hope that you would really know that 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 has nothing to do with you being my father and me being your daughter. And I would hope that you would never cut me out because you were afraid of my reaction. I mean, it even if it's something that's hard for me to understand, it, it, it would never affect our relationship. Dear Father, did you know how much I loved you? Yeah, I think I did. Sure. And I love you as well. I guess I, by asking that question, maybe I sort of feel like I didn't show it enough. Yeah. I mean, you did show it. I think, you know, in our family, we didn't always express our emotions as openly as we should have. But I'm glad that you're saying that now. Dear daughter, are you proud of me? Heck yeah. When I think about everything you've done and who you are and how, who I am because of that, I'm, I'm real proud of you. That's nice. Thank you. Dear father, do you miss yourself? Do I miss myself? Well, that's a, I, I'm not, hmm. Do I miss myself? Um, I, mostly I don't, I don't think. Um, uh, but I think maybe in you asking me that, do I miss who I used to be? And I, I don't, I'm not that kind of person. Like I've never, I don't look back. I don't feel like I'm very nostalgic. Occasionally I am like, that's just not who I am. Um, I think, and I think this is true about anybody, sometimes I think we miss who we could have been, or not that I'm unsatisfied with who I am, but, um, no, I don't miss myself. I sometimes wish I'd made, uh, not actually really, I mean, I, I mean, uh, choices are what they are. I'm okay with them, even though I've made some pretty fucked up choices over the course of my life. <laughs> But I've survived them, I think. <laughs> Dear daughter, did you feel that your mom and I were suffering when you were young? Fuck. No. When I was young, I didn't really think anything of you and mom. I mean, I think that once I became an adult, once anybody becomes an adult, and it has their own adult relationships, you start to look at your own parents' relationship and wonder what was going on, whether there was suffering or, or uh, success or anything like that. But when I was young, your relationship between mom was not anything that I ever considered suffering or negative in any way. Well, isn't that, isn't the fact that you didn't even think about it its own form of suffering? I suppose. I mean, I have no real judge. You know, you only get one set of parents and one childhood, so I don't know if other kids or other other people consider their parents' relationship or, or consider what it's like when you're young. It's just you don't really have a concept of that yet. I don't think until you have your own relationships do you start to look at the ones in your life and the ones that have been there all along. We did suffer some, but I don't know that we suffered any more than anybody else. 
Yeah. Suffering is part of life. It is part of life. And it's part of relationships. This is a three-part question to three fathers. Dear Father, biological, did you ever miss me after you left? I did. I didn't have the skills at the time to... Yeah, of course I did. Yeah, I have, you have no idea how much I missed you. Dear Father, adopted... Did you know that you can't take your words back? Uh, well, I do now, but at the time, I didn't always know that. Um, yeah, it's something that you learn painfully that you can't take them back. Dear Father, Step, thank you for being the father I always needed. Um, I was honored to be your father. And I'm sorry that it took me to fulfill those roles that other people could have or should have filled for you, but it, uh, I'm honored that it turned out that way. Dear daughter, I'm gay. That's cool, man. Be who you want to be. Like I said, you didn't raise me to think anything different of that. I was... You raised me to be cool with whatever sexual preference or anything like that. So, if you're gay, cool. Is that weird, though, for you? Like, being fathered by a gay man? Like, biologically fathered by a gay man? No, I mean, I think my only concern would be... I hope that you didn't... I hope you weren't haunted. I hope this wasn't painful for you. I hope you didn't experience repression or or depression or anything because I'm just now learning that you're gay. I hope that you've always felt accepted and, who, and, and able to be who you are. Well, I mean, obviously, if I'm just now telling you that, um, no, I wasn't, I didn't always feel comfortable saying that. Well, I'm, I'm here to say that you should always feel comfortable telling me whatever you want to tell me, because I love you no matter what. Thank you. Dear Father, are you as much of a chauvinist as you seem, or do you find making light of my feminism that amusing? Oh, I don't find it really that amusing, but you know, come on. Take, <laughs> what's that, how's that song go? Feminists don't have a sense of humor? The <laughs> Nellie Mackay song? That's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, I think it's it's okay to laugh about serious stuff, but in, in this climate, in this in this country right now, it's becoming less and less funny. I'm finding less and less humor in feminism and women power because it's just they're they're beating us down every day come on i voted for hillary doesn't that doesn't that count for anything Shh, that doesn't fucking matter <laughs> i mean even though i didn't want to i mean she was better than that other guy who i know is a misogynist yeah but voting for a, a woman does not make you pro-feminist at all damn all right dear daughter which three days would you relive if given the chance? Oh my goodness. Would I relive? Um, whoa. I don't, that's just, okay. Maybe... Uh, your mother's funeral. Because it seems that was just a difficult time for the entire family to process and I'd like to do that again and see if I could do it better um, my high school graduation because I don't really remember much of that and I feel like it was a good time and I don't know maybe the day which is kind of ambiguous but like the day that I realized I was an adult you were, you're an adult <laughs> apparently <laughs> so there had to have come a moment where I realized that I was like not a kid anymore yeah that's a sobering day it's not a I don't know it's a good and it's one of those days yeah and it's funny because I feel like 
You may have become an adult before I, I did. <laughs> yeah. You might still be on your way. <laughs> Dear Dad, though you had nothing to do with my birth, thank you for stepping up and being a better dad than I ever could have wished for for the past 45 years of my life. You are my dad, and I love you. What do you mean it had nothing to do with your birth? I mean, uh, yeah, that's, I don't know. Um, I, you know, yeah, I love being a dad. I love being your father. Um, and I, I look on you now as this woman fully grown with her own life, and it makes me so proud to see that. Dear Dad, I remember visiting you and your beautiful new family, feeling inadequate, yet enjoying the time we were all spending together. Katie and I were playing together, picking berries from a bush, when a pair of bad girls rode by on their brand new teen speed bikes. They called me ugly. Why didn't you tell me then that I was beautiful? Oh, yeah, you know, sometimes I, I which is the wrong approach, just try to ignore what people, when people say stupid stuff just kind of brush it off but yeah I should have stood up for you you are beautiful I should say that more often I should have said it more often then thank I'm you I'm sorry you felt that way I'm sorry to hurt you as a teen girl it's it's the small things that sort of resonate with you and you only learn later on that those are small things but they seem so huge at the time yeah as a parent sometimes you also realize that the small things resonate and then you only, it's like you said, you only, only later do you learn, oh, yeah, that was a big deal. I didn't think anything of it, but it was actually a huge deal. Dear daughter, why did you never say I love you? I didn't know how. I, I think maybe I was afraid you wouldn't say it back. And I didn't know how, I didn't know how to say it. I tried to express it in other ways, but... I was scared. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's as much my fault, I think, if I'm not teaching you how to say I love you to back. So, let's say it now. I love you. I love you, too. Dear Father, after she died, thanks for being both parents. Yeah, that was, uh, that was tough. I'm still... Yeah, I still miss her. I don't know if I'll ever get over her. But so what could you do? Um, but try to be a better parent. Because well, it's got to be as hard for you as it was for me. Not everybody would have the strength to do that, to be both parents. So thanks for doing it. I know it was impossibly hard. Dear Father, I know you did your best because I saw you fail. I hope to do my best as well. We'll see if I fail or not. Yeah, you know, failure, yeah, it sucks. Um, and I don't, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. I did fail, but um, I think I had some successes in there as well. And yeah, failure's part of success, I think, really. I mean, you have to know what failure's like in order to know what success is like. So I take it as a lesson. Dear Father, I wish you weren't always working, Dad. You're so nice, but will you even miss me when I'm off at college? Your daughter. Yeah, I'll miss you, but, you know, I mean, this is parents say this shit all the time, but uh, it's, I, I wanted to help you out, so I needed to work a lot, and it's not that easy to sort of make it right now so I have worked a lot I've always worked a lot and honestly sometimes I think I work way too much and I wish I knew how not to work so much so that's uh, well that's a resolution when you go off to college I'm not gonna work as much. <laughs> well hopefully that means you'll visit me more <laughs> I, yeah sure why not <laughs> dear father Although this is not a secret to people who know me, my confession to you is that I don't care about you at all. Whether you live or die truly makes no difference to me at all. Damn. 
That, that's bullshit, man. I mean, I just gotta, I just gotta call bullshit on that. Like, you gotta care. You wouldn't even write that if you didn't care. So, fuck you. I mean, come on. I mean, maybe, maybe though, that's the attitude that makes me say I don't care. I, I mean. Yeah, whatever. I mean, you know, yeah. Ugh. I'm sure it makes you angry, but honestly, I kind of hope it does. I mean, if that's the emotion, yeah, if sure. I can get it pisses me off. Any emotion that out of shit. you? That's bullshit. Dear father, if you could go back and raise me again, knowing what you know now, what would you do differently? Jeez, what is this the like dating game show or something? <laughs> uh, I feel like anyway, what would I do differently? I would, you know, I, I would. I spent a lot of time with you when you were little, which I think is the best thing that you can do, like the absolute best thing you can do as a parent. Um, I would probably spend more time with you. Here's what I would do differently: when you became a teenager and I was searching for this kind of new life after your mother and I separated, I probably would have kept a little closer eye on you. Um, and part of the reason I didn't do that is because my parents were like super strict and I always said I wouldn't do that, but I probably should have done more of that. Knowing what you know now and how I'm totally level-headed <laughs> and fine, you it's would still have been more strict. It's a crazy surprise to me that you survived that? <laughs> well, I was first I was fine and uh, I'm very glad that you like sort of let me be me. I think that's part of why I'm so confident and and okay is that it yeah. seemed like you trusted me by letting me I be me. I did trust you, but maybe so I think maybe the thing that was scary is cuz I did so much shit when I was your age that it, a miracle I survived. And so, yeah, it's best, I think, that we don't know often what our kids do at times. I agree. Dear daughter, why don't you call me anymore? I don't know. It's hard to talk. It's hard to talk about what's going on. And everything is so black and white with you now. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I always find myself like so busy and making these really lame excuses, and I really I can't explain it. I don't like talking on the phone, but that's no excuse, and I don't, really don't have anything going on, so I, I really have no excuse for not calling you. Well, it's true. I do hate talking on the phone, especially if it's something important, but I don't know. Maybe we could do something else instead of talking on the phone. Like, just get together routinely, coffee, something, just so we can touch base. I think that's important. Yeah. Dear Father, I've only learned in the last few years how verbally abusive you were to Mom when we were growing up. Calling her fat, belittling her. Why? And will you ever apologize? Well, first of all, I... I I don't. I disagree with that assessment. So, um, well, I don't feel like I was verbally abusive. Yeah, sometimes I let my tongue get away from me. But you know, you got to realize that there's sort of two sides to this story. There's my side, and then there's mother's side. So right now, you're choosing to believe her side, and I don't feel like I was really that way. Well, I and I mean, I hear you on that. But whether you believe that or not, she believes that. She believes that you were belittling her and calling her fat and verbally abusing her. So it sounds like something you two need to talk about, but, I mean, you've got to understand that's how she feels. It may not be what you think is true, but that's how she feels. Yeah, that's true. Um, you're right. I mean, you can't control how people feel, um, and I should be... I should be, and I should have been more cognizant of that. Dear Father, I do not understand how I am so like you, yet so opposite. Well, I think, you, so here's the great thing about that, is you've gotten all of my good qualities, <laughs> which is really awesome. Okay. My intelligence, my sense of humor, my... Well, you've got a few of my attributes that aren't so great. But, um, I mean, uh, I think here's a weird thing that's, that strikes me about being a parent. 
is that you don't feel like your kids often are you know, like, eh, nothing like me. And then occasionally they'll do something, and you're like, oh my God, I cannot believe that they have done that because that is so much like me. That's very surprising, actually, as a parent, or it is for me often. Yeah, I, I mean, well, I feel the same way. And, and actually, like the older I've gotten, uh, I feel very much like you, but I also feel very much like mom, which is pretty opposite. So it's it's funny to me because I, I sometimes am like, you know, almost a walking contradiction, but I love it. It makes me feel balanced, actually, to be so like you and yet so opposite. It's good that you got a lot of your other traits from your mother. Like, because some, some of those, she's got better traits than I do in many respects. So it's good that you've got a balance of those. Yeah, it, I, I like it. I think it's really cool. Dad, I really wish you could have gotten get involved in my life and instead of punishing me for not being the perfect girl or judging me some advice and emotional involvement would have done it i still love you um you know i try to be emotionally involved but you have to realize that my parents especially my father which i think kind of goes is passed along was not very emotionally involved in my life so i didn't have a good role model for that uh, I looked to friends. Actually, it wasn't until I became an adult, became a parent, and saw how other friends were able to be much more emotionally involved and invested in their children's lives that uh, I began to respond better to that. But I think it was probably too late, and I'm still, you know, reticent in many ways uh, in in areas in which I should not be. Well, I'm glad that I know enough now to to sort of recognize that and i i think there's a fine line between being the feeling the pressure of being the perfect girl or being or or being judged from your parents because that does it gives you this certain drive this self-motivation and and some of my friends that weren't pressured by their parents to do better they are not pressured by themselves to do better and i I wouldn't want to be like that. But at, on occasion, as a young girl, it was hard to feel like you, like I was being judged. Dad, I know you served in the Korean War, and I never got the chance to ask you. Did you kill anyone? No, actually, I didn't. Uh, I was lucky. Um, that's how I learned to become a... You know, my that's how I become a became a stenographer or a court reporter. Is I learned I transcribed radio transcripts during the Korean War, and so that was a skill that I eventually took. So I didn't have to kill anybody. I sat in an office all the time. Um, I heard about people killing people, but I wasn't part of that. I'm glad, dear father. Even though my whole life. You told me never get a tattoo. I got one. Well, at least I didn't have to pay for it. <laughs> I mean, I told you that right away. You want a tattoo, if you wanted to face your own body, go ahead. Um, but I wasn't going to pay for it. But guess what? I've got a tattoo now, too. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and it says, I love you on it. <laughs> Dear Dad, I never really cared all that much about your family's history, and you never much spoke of it. Now, as my life is passing behind me, I'm curious. Who was your father? Who were his people? Where did they migrate from, to, and why? How did they end up in frigid Northeast USA? Oh, and thank you for my design brain for my manual dexterity. XO. Uh, you know, they came over from uh, Ireland, Scotland. You know, they lived a sort of terrible, destitute life, so they decided to leave, and then they came over to the U.S. to experience their own version of a terrible, destitute life for, <laughs> for much of their lives. And then um, I got lucky, or my dad got lucky, and actually made a better life for himself, uh, or better than, I think, the best life that he could make. Um, so they're kind of lucky in that regard. Why didn't you talk about it? 
Um, you know, they didn't talk about it. My dad was embarrassed, I think, by his father. You know, his father was an alcoholic, so he had a hard time talking about that. So he didn't really talk about it. He talked about it later. He was more interested, I think, in his in his his wife's family. So he spent a lot more time talking about them. And I think, you know, not talking about them is a way of not exploring your own identity. I think sometimes people don't, they're afraid to do that, so they don't. Dear Father, what do you regret the most and what memory do you cherish the most? Hmm. Oh. Oh, what do I regret the most? I have no idea. Let me think about that. What do I cherish the most? Actually, um, hmm, it's going to sound corny, but the day you were born was a pretty magical moment. Oh. Because um, that was something I, I, you know, I never really imagined that, I think, when I was that age. Um, hmm. What do I regret the most? You know, I probably regret, so, my relationship with my brother, like, not being able to repair that, not knowing how to do that, um, that I regret the most. Dear Father, did you think your constant criticism would help me? Oh, I, come on, I wasn't constantly criticizing you, was I? I mean, I was trying to help you, but... I can, yeah, no. Um, I didn't see it as that. Um, and I, in retrospect, I see how you might have saw as that. But I, I wasn't really trying to criticize you. I was trying to sort of guide you in the way that I knew how and the way that I was taught to do that. Well, it did, it did help me. Dear Father, I'm sorry I didn't call you more in your final years. You changed from the happy, loving man to a bitter, grumpy man. I wish I would have made that better, but I gave up, and you gave up. I'm sorry. I love you. I miss you. Getting old is painful sometimes, and, and being in pain makes people sort of angry and grumpy. And uh, I watch too much TV late in life, and I think, I think that makes you grumpy now. Um, Man, I didn't get out enough. I didn't see enough people. And I think, yeah, you know. But the painful part, being in pain, that was not good. I didn't like that. Well, I wish I would have done something to help relieve it. I really do. Dear Father, why are you so damn proud? Proud? Shit, I should be proud. I worked hard, man. I, uh... But proud, I think proud has a, has a negative connotation to it. Um, I want to be, I'm, I'm happy with my life. So I'm happy with the things that I've done. I feel like I've worked hard for it. Um, everything hasn't gone my way, but a lot of things have. A lot of things have. So yeah, I'm proud. I'm damn proud. I should be proud. You should be proud of me too. I am. Dear daughter, this is my confession. Your last note brought tears to my eyes. I'm so grateful, pleased, and honored to see how you have grown into such a lovely, thoughtful, and caring person. Honestly, I never felt prepared to be a parent. I had no idea what I was doing. When you were a baby, we had very little money, so our only plan was to spend time with you, expose you to as many experiences as possible, give you as much freedom to be a child, as much as we could stand, and to love you. Thank you for being who you are. Pops. Thank you. I mean, really, like I said, it's, it's unbelievable when I start to count up all of the things that, that I got to do as a child with my parents and like the, the lessons I learned and the, and the relationships that I got to build because of that. I mean, it's just, it's rare. And, and I do sometimes wonder, like, you're so punk rock like you know did you really like want to have a kid or I mean, like was that part of your life plan or was it just like you this sort of happy accident because it certainly didn't seem like you were struggling or or 
that was... I will say having a child was the best thing that ever happened to me. Like, if I hadn't had a child, because, you, like you say, I was so punk rock, it's, I, I don't know how I would, where I would be. Like, I doubt that I would have had the focus that I've had, because it certainly, it made me do, it made a couple of things apparent to me real quick. It made me really understand life in a way that I hadn't understand it bef understood it before. It made me so less selfish, and it made me really focus on things um, that were important to me. And then, so even though sometimes you have to put your things that you're really interested in on back burner and like raise a family or make money, uh, that's there's nothing wrong with that. That can be good. And but then later, it's like I had that real intensity and focus. And if I wanted to do something different, like focus on an art career or a different kind of career, I had that ability to do that. And I don't think, I don't think, had I not had a child, I wouldn't have known how to do that. I probably would have just like exploded in midair at some point because <laughs> I was on a trajectory to easily do that. Well, I mean, you know, and I, I, I'm aware now that we didn't have a whole lot of money, but like as corny as this sounds, I, we were so rich with experience and, and it's the little things. I mean, like these little memories that come up, like when I'm driving down Troost and I go by the old Hardee's building, like remembering that, that we used to go to Hardee's, which is, you know, looking back now, I don't even know because if that Because they was... had a robot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. And I don't even know if it was a regular thing. It was just like these memories and, and talking about uh, like listening to click and clack uh, on Saturday mornings, like Saturdays were kind of our day. So just these like weird little memories that are just, that make it, they, we were rich. I mean, we really were rich in experience and time and yeah, we did a, money. We did a lot of stuff. And I think we sort of spent our money in ways that we felt was meaningful, but there's a lot of free things that you can do in life. Uh, but, you know, also a couple of times, uh, I remember like, I was like, it's amazing. I didn't kill you by accident by taking <laughs> you on my bicycle at 25 miles an hour, thinking that you were going to have, that it was really fun for you. And you're like, that was not fun. I didn't <laughs> like that. And then once I think we were moving across the street and I had all these stones, big stones that I'd use for the garden. And I was, because I was babysitting you that day, or taking care of you, uh, and I was trying to get this work done, I kept putting, filling the wheelbarrow full of these heavy stones, and they weighed like 20 or 30 pounds each, and then I'd put you on top of it and carry you, and then at some point, the whole thing fell over, <laughs> and it's just a miracle you weren't crushed under, you went flying off the top, thank God. But you oh, didn't get crushed yeah. by the stones. So that's where that dent in my skull came from. Yeah. Well, I think uh, this listen in, this father-daughter confessional that we have that we have done, while it has been interesting in the concept that, that you came up with originally, I, I don't think was anything like what it ended up being, um, has just made our relationship even stronger or I mean we just this was an opportunity as as a father and daughter that most that most fathers and daughters do not get um so it's it's been neat and to everyone that shared their confessions I mean it's cool I appreciate people being open and sharing their stories with us because it was yeah it was, was neat yeah we it, and it was we didn't really know what people would share and so it's interesting that it kind of runs the gamut, which we thought maybe originally, but um, some of them were very difficult to, to read and listen to. And so um, it sort of speaks to, I think, the perseverance that we all have, that no matter what your relationship is with your parent or, or child, that you still have yourself to rely on. And I mean, it's good to have, it's good to have family relationships that can be very helpful but even in the best families, they're not always, so um, it's good you have yourself also. Yeah. And I think maybe the lesson we all learned is uh, call your dad. Call your daughter. <laughs> Tell him you love him. We love you. 
all of these confessions were collected on cards and during the collection process we each wrote cards to each other so um, to conclude this project we're going to read the cards that we wrote to each other I went first dear father this is my confession I feel guilty sometimes having such an amazing dad who is my mentor and friend because 99% of people I know will never get to experience life like I do with the guidance and support of a father. Uh, it's been amazing uh, being your father. And I think is, I, I feel like, I mean, we just had this sort of really great relationship growing up because we spent a lot of time every week. We had a lot of sort of special time together and got to do a lot of fun things. Um, and but I think as we've gotten older, we've done more complicated things like with the things that we're doing now. I tell people that we collaborate, and they're just amazed that we are able to collaborate uh, as artists, and that's been a really special thing for me to experience and something I never, I never imagined that could have happened. And so I think as a parent, just the sort of the not the not knowing, like as you grow and you see how people become something that you just love and cherish it's pretty amazing yeah i mean it's it was hard to like write down the full meaning or everything i wanted to say on this little card but i mean i really i do look at the relationships my friends and and co-workers and everybody has with their fathers and daughters and i look at the relationship that you and mom have with your own fathers and it's just vastly different than our relationship so I mean, I really, it's, it's really cool. And it must have been hard and, and just, I don't know. I mean, I just really appreciate what you were able to put into our relationship, considering that you had a, a just a, a different experience yourself. Yeah, I think, and maybe that was, maybe that was part of the reason. I don't know. So yeah, I did, I do, I did, and I still do have somewhat of a difficult relationship with my father and um, um, if I don't think about it very much, it's not very difficult. But sometimes when I do think about it, it can be. And I do. I had a friend, actually a good friend of the family, and I saw how much work he put into being a father. Just like just physical kind of just grasping it in a way. And um, I think I learned a lot from from that person. It was yeah, it's touching. So you've reached the end of father-daughter confessional, and so what we've done is we've collected these anonymous confessions and questions that either fathers or daughters have um, said or wanted to say to their loved ones that they never did. And so we've tried to respond to them as though it was either the father, me, or Sarah, the, the daughter, doing that. And in some cases, it was easy to do that. It was easy to relate to it. And in other cases, there's no sort of point of reference to do that. So, but we still try to do it in a way that hopefully is meaningful and interesting and, uh, and, and respects the notions that were sort of put down on the cards.